Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Agent, FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line. Dave, are you ready? Doom, gloom. Three-part question to start things out. Here you go. Have you been watching Mr. Robot? What do you think about True Detective Season 2? And did any delusional former commenters with way too high an opinion of their own opinion accuse you of plagiarizing someone you wouldn't read if they paid you today? Uh, no. Um, I thought the ending was okay, considering the, the crap-tastic <laughs> first six episodes. Um, and, and no. Okay. Good answer. So I guess we'll talk about the game tonight. You should be watching Mr. Robot, though. That's all I'll say to you. Catch up now before it's too late. Strasbourg on the mound in in AT&T Park. Four starts since his first DL stint of the season. He's 3-0, a 1-1-9 ERA, 1-5-2, line against in 22 and two-thirds innings pitch, 6-5 on the year, 4-7-6 ERA, 3-5-5, 271, 3-26, 4-21 line against in 68 innings. 3-0, 3 and 0, 276 ERA in 32 in the third innings pitch versus the Giants in his career. Took the mound with a one nothing lead, but a triple and an RBI single tied it up one to one, two to one on an RBI single by Buster Posey. But he did quote unquote settle in nicely after that. Escaped a few jams along the way. Six innings pitch, seven hits, two runs allowed, eight Ks, 101 pitches. Uh, fastball location wasn't there early. The San Francisco Giants announcers were speculating that maybe he sat around too long in a 29 pitch first by the opposite pitcher, but worked in his curve. Fastball location came around a little bit, ended up putting together a decent start, but clearly those two runs were just way too much to overcome. After the first four at-bats of the game, Strasburg was really good. I mean, you know, you know, he matched zeros for zeros with uh, um, NL favorite for the Cy Young, uh, Ryan Vogel song. Oh, wait, wait a minute. It, it, Vogel song is just another mediocre pitcher, isn't he? Um, <laughs> you, you know, he only gave up seven hits and walked two in six innings. Uh, four of those base runners came in the first four batters of the game. Uh, he struck out eight. Like you said, he worked his way out of um, a couple of the spots later on. I mean, look. This is a game that with any type of, of offense, even a below-average offense, um, this should have been enough for Strasburg to win this game. Unfortunately, the Nats aren't even exhibiting a below-average offense right now. They're exhibiting absolutely zero offense. Uh, uh, they had five hits on the night, two of which were from uh, banged-up Bryce Harper, one of which was the solo home run on the first pitch of the game. Um, I, I guess the Nats figured, hey, um, you know, Escobar leads off the game with a home run. Those are all the runs that we're going to need because they just um, stopped hitting after that. I mean, Ryan Vogelsong struck out eight. Um, you know, his career high is nine. And this is a guy that, uh, um, you know, that gives up more than ten hits per nine innings. So, um, obviously, the Nats are going to make this guy look like the second coming of Clayton Kershaw. Um you know, you expect the Nats to struggle against Kershaw, against Grinke, uh, some of the others. But Ryan Vogelsong is a guy that people hit, and the Nats just are incapable of even putting up contact against Ryan Vogelsong right now. Yeah, one run in 14 innings against Kershaw and Grinke in those two starts. One run total in 27 innings in the last three games now at this point. But you mentioned Vogelsong, 6-7 and seven on the year in 17 starts, a 4-12 ERA, 480 FIP. 
364, walks for 9, 228, 307, 414 line against, 1 and 2 in 10 games, 6 starts versus the Nats in his career, 271, 363, 429 line against, and 34 and 2 thirds. Just moved back into the rotation after working out of the bullpen. Uh, he was down one nothing early. You mentioned, you know, Escobar Jack, the first pitch fastball, uh, one nothing after one pitch, but that's all the Nats score. That's all he gives up in five innings pitch, 94 pitches in that time, four walks, eight Ks. Uh, as you mentioned also, I have here in my notes, mediocre righty, obviously the Nats kryptonite. Yeah, you know, the Nats had base runners. Um, you know, the Vogel song was, was free with the, uh, with the base on balls. Um, they had a couple of different opportunities. They had uh, two on with one out there, and um, you know they let Taylor swing away, and and um, and then and then Strasburg struck out. So you know apparently not only did the Nats expect Strasburg to throw a shutout, but also uh, drive in his own runs because they put it. He was the one that had the, the best to drive in runs tonight. But um, you know again, you know we look at the at, at the, the bottom half of the lineup. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman 0 for 4. He's hitting 226. Uh, Jason Worth 0 for 3. He's hitting 185. He's 8 for 56 since he got off the disabled list of 142 uh, with four extra base hits. Um, that's your number five hitter. Uh, Ian Desmond 0 for 2. He did pick up a couple of walks, so so good for him. Um, Wilson Ramos 1 for 4. And um, you know, again, Wilson Ramos is a guy that's always hit a lot of ground balls. But if you look at his ground ball rate this year, it's alarmingly high. Um, and, and Michael Taylor 1 for 4 at the bottom of the order with the with the double there in the ninth inning. Uh, to set up uh, Danny Espinosa, who's got 14 at-bats in August to play the hero, and he struck out. So, um, you know, you, you keep trotting out these lineups, and I know that, that, that Matt, Matt Williams really has not a whole lot he can do about this, but you keep trotting these lineups out uh, with the autom- with automatic outs in the five, six, seven, eight spots. Um, you know, th- this is what you're going to get. Um, you know, this really goes back as we were talking just before the show started. Um, this is real, still, really still just the, the result of all the injuries they had, the Nets had early in the season. I mean, you know, Worth and Rendon and Zimmerman and um, and Denard Span, who is still out. Um, Rizzo really rolled the dice, thinking that all these guys were going to come back and produce immediately once they got off the disabled list. You know, it's a joke that that people were were saying, oh, you know, the Nets are going to get all these guys back. It's going to be like making four trades at the All Star break. Well, it's not because these guys were injured. They all had significant injuries. Uh, worth in particular to to a wrist that, that, that he has had uh, that he has chronic problems with, and 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 we're still seeing the results of of, the, of these these players trying to come back from from these significant injuries. Worth with the wrist, Ryan Zimmerman with the foot, Rendon with the um, you know with, with the ankle or with the knee. I mean, um, and they still don't have the Denard span. I mean, you know, people are going to make fun of the Nats for, for missing the playoffs, but this was this wasn't the Nationals in 2015, and it's not excuse making. Um, you know, the, the team that, that, that at the beginning of the season that was supposed to be healthy, you know, you looked at that lineup, you looked at the starting rotation, and say, hey, this is a team that's going to win 95 games as its base, um, and now they're going to be lucky to get to 85. What do you do, though? I mean, we've discussed this. I know you're discussing it all night on Twitter as well. You sit Jason Worth out, and you're running Clint Robinson out there, a 30-year-old journeyman rookie. Danny Espinosa is, is, should be on the side of milk cartons at this point. We haven't seen him since uh, All-Star break and since uh, Rendon and Zimmerman got back in the lineup. Uh, there's no one to replace Michael Taylor in center field. He's struggling down to a 244 average, but you know has little streaks where he puts together uh, good at-bats at the plate and plays great defense all along, but you know, the bench options just aren't there either right now. Tyler Moore is not really doing much of anything if you put him in at first. Ryan Zimmerman's been their best hitter over the couple of weeks. 
last couple of weeks, so you're not taking him out of the lineup at this point. And what, if anything, if you're Matt Williams, are you doing with this lineup to make any changes? Because pretty much, as far as I see it, you have to rely on these guys picking it up at some point and getting hot with a lack of another bat on the bench. Well, right, that's the point. I mean, Matt Williams doesn't really have any other options. I mean, this is the team that Mike Rizzo uh, made for, and this is the team that Mike Rizzo um, thought was going to contend. And, and, you know, you and I um, and the others that have been on this show uh, all summer long said, you know, the Nats really need to get another bat. They need to get a bat that can play the corner outfields or or the corner infields, Um, you know, somebody that that could play first, somebody that could play left to give... Uh, Ryan Zimmerman a day off or, or, or to start in the case of one of these guys came back from the disabled list and, and couldn't hit anymore. And I think that's what we're seeing with Jason Warf. The only option is to try Clint Robinson out there. And and if you'll indulge me a little bit, I think this all goes back to uh, Rizzo giving Nate McLeod a two-year contract uh, to be that fourth mm-hmm. outfielder. And McLeod has, has played 15 games for this team. And um, the Nets, you know, didn't tie up a lot of money in Nate McLeod, but that was Rizzo's Plan B is to say I'm going to sign this particular veteran outfielder to be my fourth outfielder if and when I need him, and the Nets haven't had that, and they haven't gone out, and Rizzo hasn't gone out and found that other player. He he picked up Matt Dendecker off the waiver wire for the Mets, and he was no good. They picked up Reed Johnson off the waiver wire for for the Marlins, uh, and, and he's been hurt. I mean, he's been trying to fill that position. Uh, you know, dumpster diving, for for lack of a better term, you know, w- with McLeod. I mean, McLeod was a guy that in six years had one good year, and Rizzo banked on that guy to be the Nats' fourth outfielder, and it hasn't worked. Uh, you know, like I said, Matt, Matt Dendecker and, and, and Reed, Reed Johnson and, um, you know, Robinson was, was a dumpster dive. And, 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 and you have to give Robinson props for, for the success, um, the limited success that he's had this year um, in, as, as a big leaguer, making his major league debut at 30. But, again, another dumpster diving effort to, to try to fill these holes um, where they just don't have a credible major leaguer to, 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 to slide in for, for Jason Worth right now, who obviously isn't Jason Worth. I mean, he's, he's had 59 plate appearances, I'm sorry, 60 total plate appearances since he came back from the day of the Sable list, and he's walked three times. I mean, this is a player mm-hmm. who has a career walk rate over 13%, and he's walked three times in 60 plate appearances. I mean, this is not Jason Worth, and they are not going to um, threaten the Mets down the stretch here if they continue to trot out the rotting carcass of Jason Worth at this point. They're just not going to do it. And I'm not giving Worth yeah. the person a hard time. I mean, Worth the person is doing everything he can to get back into baseball shape. But the injury, I mean, he's had major, major problems with that wrist. Um, you know, he missed another 70 games this year with it. I mean, this is not just an injury that he can just go back into the lineup and be Jason Worth again, because obviously he's not. And and it's going to take a significant amount of time for him uh, to heal that rest and build the strength back up in it. Um, you know, we and, and we've said this all along. I mean, this isn't a surprise to anybody that's listened to the show, even periodically this year. We said when Jason Worth got hurt again at the beginning of this year that he might not be Jason Worth all season long, even if he does make it back out on the field. And that's what's happened. We saw it. Rizzo, Rizzo didn't. Right. The timing isn't there. The rhythm, rhythm isn't there. The power in his wrist isn't there. The strength in his wrist. And he's also 60 at-bats into the season, basically, when everyone else is ready for the stretch run and the pitchers are all at their peak at this point right now. We saw some of that tonight. And just not, you know, 
telling you telling everyone it's going to take 100 at bats, like Bryce Harper said last week, for these guys to get going. Uh, 40 at bats more from Jason Worth, and then all of a sudden he's going to be the player he was in the last few years. I, I just don't see that happening right now. And like you mentioned, I don't see Clint Robinson going out there and being the difference maker in this lineup right now either. So. Not sure what the Nationals do. Uh, just jumping back into this game, looking for some of the positives tonight. A one-out double by Buster Posey in the third. For some reason, he tries to score on a liner to right by Hunter Pence. Bryce Harper comes up throwing. There's a strike to the plate, out by at least five steps. Uh, Wilson Ramos finally makes a play at the plate, catches it, applies a tag, even though Buster Posey was so out. It was really not even a challenge at that point. Strasburg worked around a leadoff triple in the second, uh, worked around a one-out double in the third, stranded both those runners to keep it close, but some positives there, but obviously didn't make much of a difference tonight in the loss. No, um, it it didn't make much of a difference at all. I mean, if you're only generating um, five hits off of Ryan Vogel's song and and a couple of of bullpen guys, and and I shouldn't say just a couple of bullpen guys because I think Hunter Strickland is going to end up making a lot of money in this game, and and Sergio Aroma is a a terrific zone right. But um, they ought to be able to generate more offense against Ryan Vogel's song. Everybody else in the National League has. And um, just right now, the the Nets, you know, as we said earlier, just incapable of – uh, of making good contact against anybody, but uh, um, you, you got to give Harper all the credit in the world. I mean, here's a guy that's uh, um, playing on one leg right now. He, he takes uh, you know one day off and um, you know gets back in the lineup against Clayton Kershaw last night, and then he's out there tonight. Uh, um, you know, two for three throws a guy out in the plate and steals a base in the eighth inning to get into scoring position. I mean, this is a guy that, that's trying to will his team. Um, to wins right now, and, and there just isn't anybody else that uh, um, that is capable of, of helping him right now. Yeah, you mentioned Hunter Strickland. I definitely have my notes here. Six, six outs on 18 pitches, three strikeouts, just throwing heat and breaking ball. looked really good for him tonight, too. It was an impressive outing by him. The Nationals now 58 and 56 on the year. Tomorrow night, Matt Kane versus Max Scherzer on the mound in AT&T Park at 10.15 p.m., Max Scherzer stopped this three-game uh, slide by the Nationals here, hopefully, and hopefully the Mets start losing a few games here and then, but they don't seem like they're slowing down anytime soon. I haven't watched the Mets since we faced them yet, but 8-2 and two in their last 10 while the Nationals have gone 4-6. and six. The Mets winners of four straight at this point. They still have six games left, so being within four and a half games at this point, you know, anything is possible, and Mike Rizzo talked about that the other day, saying they got spoiled a little bit last year, winning the division by 17 and kind of running away with it by the middle of August. But most of the time, divisions aren't decided until later in the season. So are you holding out hope at this point, or have what you've seen in the last few weeks kind of deflated that possibility for you? Well, you know, the Mets aren't going to go out and win 11 of, this, 11 of 13 games uh, every 13 games for the rest of it going down the stretch. I mean, they are going to lose some ball games, So, um, you know, Four and a half games isn't isn't a death knell, but it it ain't good. I mean, you're talking, you know, you're talking having to make make that up over over, over a six week period now, um, and you look at this lineup that they still have six more games on on this West Coast swing. Um, you know, the Nats very well could be seven or eight games um, out once they they get back home again, and that right there is. Um, is panic time. I mean, there's just no, there's no two ways around that. Um, it, in order to have to make up one game per week left in the season, that's a really daunting task. I mean, people say, oh, it's four games, big deal, big deal. But hey, the other team's playing too. 
And right now the other team is playing well. The other team went out as a deadline break, identified some problems in their team, and went out and addressed those problems. Um, the Nats hoped that their guys coming off the disabled list would go back to playing their normal uh, their normal selves, and that hasn't happened. Hey, but if and when they get a lead to Jonathan Pavelbon in the ninth, he's there to close them out. 58 and 56 on the year, four and a half games back. Scherzer versus Kane tomorrow night. Uh, Matt start a three-game set with the Pirates in City Field, where they've been very good this year. See what the Nationals can do tomorrow night. 10-15 start again in AT&T Park. Matt's nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. That's it for tonight. Tomorrow will be better, I swear. And go watch Mr. Robot. Hashtag free Trey Turner. Doghouse says go Nats. <laughs>